Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. So, this week, we, uh... Well, you picked out something really, really funny for us, didn't you, Clayton? <laughs> I did. Uh, you know, comfort movie of 2007. I I picked uh, Funny Games by Michael Haneke, the remake. Um, Which is barely funny and barely games. <laughs> oh, But like in the best way. <laughs> they're games, you know. They play golf. Um, the Loving Wife. Um... There, yeah uh real fun time i love this movie i think i saw it in college so it was probably a couple years after it came out and it's um it's really stuck with me um it's not a movie you really forget and i wanted to talk about it and we have someone to help us with this today one of my favorite people on twitter alex gratzer thank you so much for coming i'm really excited that you picked funny games tell me about that yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, when you were like, what movie do you want to do? I was like, uh, yeah, funny games. Absolutely. Because Naomi Watts. Um, I'll watch anything with Naomi Watts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just Always such a... Good. Yeah, it's it's such a dark-sided... Um, yeah, wonderfully fun time at the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, yeah. it really is. <laughs> I was really impressed. Uh, a couple movies on our list, I was very curious about like who would pick them. And there was this one, and then uh, my girlfriend from when I was experimenting in college and, you know, at girls. And um, she picked out uh, Killer Joe, and I was like, that's why I dated you. You're, you're cool. And I was really curious who was going to pick Funny Games. <laughs> Those were like the two I was really wondering about. He really I was. Yeah. It's... It's really funny because he was like, I wonder who's going to pick these. Because I was like, well, I don't know. And then you pick this one. And he was like, that is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Killer Joe is a great movie, too. Um, it is. Those were both movies that I put on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna that would have been my second choice, for sure. I've never seen Killer Joe, but... Clayton oh, you haven't? Oh, I'm excited. No, you know that. I tell, I, I tell I you that every that. time and you get surprised. Yeah. It just feels That's like a movie you would have seen. I know, but I haven't. Uh, <laughs> so I keep I forgetting. <laughs> like, I'm a huge fan of his, uh, his, uh, um, you know, plays turned fo- films, um, and you're not. Uh, oh, you Tracy. Know, famously, you, yes, famously, <sighs> you, know, you don't like you don't like Bug. I'm super excited to cover that with horror queers in a couple months, and um, <laughs> you have never seen August Osage County, and killer joe i guess you haven't seen and i love all three of them yeah i was gonna say i've heard everyone talks about tracy letts and it is tracy letts right yes okay yeah like the one married to carrie coon um yeah i i've heard such good things and like i know he's supposed to be like brilliant but like i don't know i just i really need to have a bug renaissance i guess or bug renaissance a bu- I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Are we about evalu- <laughs> a, bu- a bug Sean. evaluation? <laughs> bug is so incredible. I honestly love that movie. So, oh, oh uh, got it. Reevaluation. You. <laughs> you know, I I just love something that makes me feel really bad at the end. Yeah. 
which is why I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm such a kind of a dark person with my depression and stuff, so movies like this just really tickle a spot for me. I, me too. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's the mental illness. Yes, definitely. <laughs> See, I don't mind a dark movie, but like, I just, there are decisions made by characters in this movie, which is, that just frustrate me. And I get that that's kind of the point of it, but like, oh God, it just frustrates me. Like, I just want to slap the family multiple times, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Sean, sagging into what's your uh, relationship to funny games? Because weirdly enough, like we were talking about off recording, this is one of the few movies that both of us have seen, but we've never really talked about. Um. So I watched this because of you. Because you talked about it so many times, and I was on a Naomi Watts kick because I rediscovered King Kong, and I was just like, Naomi Watts was so great! Uh, She's so always, I, she is consistently phenomenal. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So I watched like that, and then The Impossible, and then <laughs> I watched this, and I was like, ooh, man. What everyone, a trifecta. Yeah, it was a weird-ass trifecta, not gonna lie. Um, and I, it was over a weekend, but like, I remember I got, <laughs> yeah, sounds was, like one of my movie weekends. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. Um, uh, no, and listen, this movie, I like this movie. It is not one of my favorites. It's not, uh, I, it, it will never be in my tops just because I think there are so many choices made by the care, like the characters that are really frustrating to me. Um, which I think is the point of the movie, but like, and it's I get very that. by design. But like, yeah. I'm also just like it frustrates me to no end. So I'm just like, God, just like fucking hit them with something, or I, what are you doing? Um, but I digress. That's that's neither here nor there. But like for like, I think this movie is really well made. I think it's a really good like, uh, commentary on like how much we like violence in our movies and mainstream essentially mainstream media violence and i think it's really well done it's just not my favorite so i have to ask and i'm normally i know what people are going to say to this but i i don't this time would you guys recommend funny games to people i definitely would recommend funny games but with reservations uh i I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of people. You wouldn't it, be like, I, it's like, hey, grandma, I saw this movie. Right, yeah. And funny enough, I saw it with my mom in theaters when it came out. Oh, no. Really? Uh, well, actually, my mom loves horror movies, and she ended up liking it. And I was like, cool, great. Ooh, your mom's uh, awesome. This is one of those cool, movies I that lie. I, like, you know, Sean, I usually watch a lot of these movies with Mitchell. And this is one I was like, I'm not going to put somebody else through that. I'm just going to watch this one by myself. And um, I just think it would be really uncomfortable to watch with somebody. I don't know. I <sighs> like. I was trying to I think have... today. Like, what would have this been like in theaters? Like, it's ugh. well, half the audience walked out. I understand. Ah, <laughs> I believe yeah. that. <laughs> Understood. Got it. Um, I have reservations on it. Like, I agree with you, Alex. I think it would be for a certain crowd. Um, would I show this to like? When I show this to friends, I don't even know. Like, I think it's a very well done movie, but I do not think it's for everybody. I think it's one that it is 
I don't know. It's so hard to describe. It's beautifully done, but it is not a movie for mainstream audiences. Yeah, it really is. The box kind of office a... would recommend, would uh, yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think and it like, really makes you like reflect on things and it, it just kind of like puts you in that headspace of like, I don't even know how to like talk about this with someone, but of course yeah. we're going to talk about it right now. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. And last night, like, I, re- I it had been years since I watched it. Because I watched it right after, basically right after we started talking. Um, so Clayton and I became friends in, like, either late 2009 or early 2010-ish. Yeah, somewhere in so there. So we've been, f- so, like, I wa- started watching it because I started watching a bunch of movies Clayton recommended. Um, I and, recommend. Uh, yes, you do, for the most part. Um <laughs> <laughs> you've had a couple of them that i did not love <laughs> this is right back uh, at gotcha. you right back at you son. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> you've got mail for you the hive for me i know those are probably our number ones um <laughs> though that we just did not love um but yeah i watched it and like i said i was on a naomi watts kick and it just I, this probably would have been i think the impossible came out in like 2011 so it would have been around that time i think um and it was Unless it came out before that, and I'm just crazy, uh, which is possible. But like I, like I said, I think this movie is really well done, and I remember watching it, and I left it feeling grimy, and I think that's the that is of course the point of it. But it like, makes you feel so gross. Yeah, and I told myself I don't think I'm ever gonna watch that again, <laughs> and I haven't since then until last night. <laughs> After which he called me, and of course I'm doing my succession bench, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was just like, this movie's really frustrating. And got the <laughs> like, I just needed to tell him that. Like, I legitimately just called, I said, this movie's so frustrating, and I can't wait until we talk about it tomorrow. And like, my teeth were gritted. And he was like, you should have saved it for the podcast. I'm like, I'm gonna say it there, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's like an endurance test, isn't it? Uh, yeah i literally put that exact sentence in my notes somewhere this movie is like an endurance test yeah it's like if you can sit through it it's like why and then um you know i think he's kind of betting on most of the audience walking out really yeah because i like i am not sure because you know we weren't covering it so i didn't look deeply into the background of you know his original film which, you know, it was Austrian anyway, so, like, I don't know how it was received, but, I mean, this is, like, shot for a shot. So, uh, I feel like he would have known what the audience reaction would be, because people would already know what they were getting into. Yeah, it's, I guess, it's hard to say how, um, I mean, I have no idea how the audience reacted to the original Funny Games in 97. Have you seen the original one? I've seen the original. It's been a while, but... Yeah, it's basically a shot-by-shot remake. I watched it once out of curiosity, um, just, but they are so similar. Uh, I prefer this one if I'm going to watch it, just because it's in English, so it's more easily accessible just for me to throw on. Not that this is something I throw on very often, you know, it's like every few years. Um, Uh, The original actually has a better Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, they typically um, it's do. It's 71% versus, I think, 56% for this one. I find that interesting, actually. I, I think I prefer the American version, honestly. I and do not as just, well. Like, not just because it's the American version, mm-hmm. um, but I think at the time it came out, it was very much like a response to 
climate of the horror genre back yes. then. And like, also, like, you know, one came out in 97 and this was 2007. So it was right. very different time periods in the world. Yeah. Uh, we had, we were doing the Saw thing, like the torture porn subgenre was so hot in like the 2000s. And uh, I feel like he basically was like, I think American audiences need this movie maybe more so. Yeah. And I just, I really like, I mean, I'll get into this, but I really like the cast of this so much. So, oh, yeah. It's, um, that's another reason I just go for this one. <laughs> do you like it? Or do you like it? Like uh, Sean, it. Sean, <laughs> you know how I feel about Michael Pitt. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, uh, I know why you like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I had that same feeling. I was like, I feel like Michael Haneke would be like, please don't say the killers are hot. Like, it's not the right time. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't help they it. They are. Oh I'm my sorry. god! Like, Everyone's eyes are it. so blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it, and that's actually a note I have in this. It's like all the blue eyes, and it's like everyone. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. There's a <laughs> shot where literally uh, uh, Naomi Watts and Brady Corbett are just standing next to each other, and I'm just like, how are their eyes so blue? Yeah, you put it in. All, <laughs> you put it in all caps. In the- <laughs> yeah. Because I was just like, wow, blue eyes. Um, I do think it's funny. Um, So Sean watched this right before bed. I watched this right when I woke up. And you watched it in the middle of the day. And I wonder which of us had the worst experience. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I feel like it broke up this, like, lovely afternoon I was having. I mean, I always like to watch horror movies like no matter what time of day even really dark ones so it wasn't Mm -hmm. like that big of a deal and i've seen it like many times before so it was whatever but um yeah i was like gosh i feel down suddenly i don't know why (laughs) it probably has nothing to do with what i just watched i watched this movie outside in daylight while having a cigarette (laughs) because i was like (laughs) i need to smoke during this movie um yeah yeah, uh so you ready to get into this Yes, yeah. absolutely. So a little bit it. about this. We've already mentioned it was written and directed by Michael Haneke. Haneke, it's a shot-for-shot remake of his Austrian film of the same name from 10 years earlier in 97. Um, Tim Roth has said that making this film traumatized him to the point that he will never watch it. And he was so disturbed because Devin Gearhart resembled his own son, which like the movie would have been so traumatizing. It does not look like a fun fun experience this was such a shot for shot remake the production crew even used the blueprints from the 97 original on the set of the house and this remake has the exact same proportions as the one of the 97 set and i think that is crazy i did not respect it uh this is a also the second time michael pitt god bless him has played a character inspired by the real life murders committed by leopold loeb in 1924 his other one was the character of Justin Pendleton in Murder by Numbers, which I have never seen, even though it's Sandy That's Bullock. That's the Sandra finished. Bullock one? It is the Sandy Bullock one, and I've never, <laughs> I've I've never, never watched that. it. I've, I've never either. seen that either, so none of us have seen say, that. I, I, right, this is shocking that none of us have seen it. <laughs> I uh, It was on HBO a while back, and I added it, and I was like, oh, I should watch this. And I just never got around to it. Yeah, it's been on my list forever. And I have a list that's like, you know, three miles a million long, pages same. long. Yeah, so you know, one day I'll get <laughs> an to Excel it. sheet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and the last thing I really have on production or fun facts, the director has said he never intended Funny Games to be a horror film, which I find fascinating. Instead, his idea was to make a film with a moralistic comment about the influence of media violence on society, a subject that he is quite passionate about. What do you Yeah, think? I mean, it's it's definitely an anti-horror film, really. Like while also being a not, very effective horror while film. While also being a very effective horror film, I think it, as much as he tries to be like this isn't a horror film, it's a statement, you know, like a lot of it is just really effective as a thriller, especially I think in the first uh the the setup of the movie there's a lot of really good just like subtle hints that something is wrong there's a lot of really great dread in there yeah that little boy is listening to opera with his parents without screaming yeah well you know, that yeah it's like just right off the bat I was like, like okay <laughs> it was like this is a fairy tale <laughs> he's smiling they're having fun he's like nine he hates them or he should like they're on a trip together they're tired of each other no sorry that was, I, I was, one say, of that was uh, well. um uh, when we jump into the plot I, but i'll go ahead and um that opening with them playing this game listening to opera like who's the composer and what's the what's the song says so much about the type of people they are <laughs> yes it really does oh i wanted to bring up a couple things if it was okay oh um, sure which yeah. <laughs> um so the film poster which is the shot of uh naomi watts and that that beautiful poster with her crying mm-hmm. is by is actually one of there's a oh my gosh what is his name i wrote it down somewhere sorry um adrian curry a professional poster designer uh he considered it to be his favorite film poster of the 2000s it was by Akiko Sterenberger. It's very then, good. Uh, yeah. It's an awesome poster. It's one of my favorites. It is. I absolutely love it. And then the other one is actually in the original Funny Games, it was supposed to be set in America. Yeah. Uh, and it was not because of budgetary issues. They had to shoot it Austrian, essentially. So I think it's even funnier that he made a movie that he originally was planning to be an American base finally in america so i love the idea that um when he thinks of media violence he thinks of america <laughs> i mean it's true though right yeah i mean i well, thank you for bringing up that poster by the way it's such a good poster oh it's uh, such a good poster and just like the tagline like you must admit you brought this on yourself it, like that tells you like right there mm-hmm. uh what to expect in a way like this isn't just a movie. It's gonna you're gonna be like thinking about why you're watching this. Um, but I I just think there was such a uh, yeah with all the Saw movies coming out in the 2000s, there was like one every year basically. Yeah, there were. I was looking at American <laughs> American horror movies and being like, why do you like watching this? You know, yeah. and I. I feel like that, I mean, that's a question that's been going on since, like, the beginning of the horror genre. Is, like, why since the beginning of time, this? honestly. Like, so, yeah, I mean, exactly. Look at the Coliseum. Why? We've always right. loved seeing people get ripped apart. The spectacle of violence. Yeah, exactly. But in America, God forbid you show a penis or sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and that's another thing, is Americans, we love our horror movies. To and our guns, apparently. Pun- <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we love our, pun- they have to be punished. Like, it's generally in most horror movies, 
Like, if you do something bad, you're punished. And that's one of the things that, and that the rest of the world doesn't agree with. That's why there's so many, like, at least foreign horror movies that'll that'll have bleak endings or dark endings or anything like that. The French really ha- really have a corner on that one. Uh, yeah, the I French, love it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the French are really involved in those ones. But like, and that's one of the things that like when you watch this movie, in a lot of ways, I do think there are points where they did bring it on themselves. And I think that's the point. Like, it's also the point, but I wish they would have just been nice people. But I think having... I'll get into this more extensively, but I think they were doomed from the very beginning, no matter what they did. Good point. Well, I mean, look, they made their kid listen to all of that, like, opera music. I mean, they deserved to die. on that whole ride, like, they they had it coming, yeah. Like, honestly, merciful that he got killed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he would never be subjected to that on the ride home. Right, yeah. I mean, Peter I, and Paul are real heroes. <laughs> they're they're the real heroes, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to listen to Verdi anymore, kid. <laughs> it's like, listen, we got the point of the movie, but, like, honestly, they deserved it. <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> um, Before we really jump into the plot of this, like, we're itching to get to, I'm sure... Sean, are you so happy I made you watch this? Um, <laughs> actually, the more I think about it, the more I, I actually am glad we... It's Like I said, it's not my favorite. I will never be a favorite, but I do... I, I really am looking forward to this talk. To the five people that will probably listen to this particular episode. <laughs> yes. You know, I hope people listen and they're like, I've never seen that. I'm going to check it out. But like, you know, warning, it is yeah. very fucked up. Yeah, sometimes when you cover something, they're like, eh, very few people will like this, but the ones that do will really appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So, last thing before we dig into the plot of this family-friendly film about a vacation <laughs> games, uh, this cast, I love these four main actors. Like, I will pretty, pretty much watch anything with them in it. They make such interesting career choices. Uh. Naomi Watts especially, like, I will watch her in anything. Literally anything. Yeah. And Tim Roth also just picks fantastic roles. He's always fascinating to watch. And Michael Pitt, I just will watch for reasons. And he also plays very interesting roles. I love watching his career, you know, ever since The Dreamers and, you know, stuff back then around that time period. Uh, But that's really what made me fall in love with him was The Dreamers with Eva Green and uh, Brady Corbett. A little bit lesser known, but also super fascinating career. Somebody I love. His performance in Mysterious Skin is just phenomenal. And um, That's right. The doomed uh, Georgie is played by Devin Gearhart, putting in a pretty good child performance, gotta say. I, yeah, I did think about uh, his performance in that movie. What a fantastic... Uh, performance by a child actor like it was it was so good um there's that moment where he i mean wait i'm not sure if we can get into the spoilers oh yeah totally this movie came out in 2007 right yeah Uh, yeah um he like he uh pulls the trigger and then he like there's that close-up shot of him looking up back at um michael pitt and his face just has the most horrified expression it's it's it gave me goosebumps it's so good yeah 
And how long does it take you guys to notice? I always forget about it until I'm about three fourths of the way through the movie that this has absolutely zero score other than, um, you know, that iconic song that plays at the beginning and end. Everything oh, that you hear in the movie is all diegetic. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think it just enhances how scary everything is. Um, and also without like, it's almost like when there's a laugh track in a comedy or something and it's like telling you when to laugh. And most horror movies play off like having a spooky score to be like, yeah, this is scary. And sometimes you're like, the content's not actually that scary. In this movie, the content that you're seeing on screen is really horrifying, but the movie's not like explicitly telling you uh, how of to being, be horrified. Yeah. Speaking of being explicit, when I was watching this, I was like, this movie is very adult in a lot of ways, but it doesn't really show any violence. And I was like, I feel like there's like, they say fuck once. And, you know, if you say fuck twice, it's an automatic R. And I did look this up. They apparently say fuck five times in the movie. So it would have had an R rating. But I'm like, for this movie in your head, you think about it being so like one of the most extreme horror films. And it's really not. It's almost family friendly, like as far as what's actually shown. Yeah, that's a great but point. I mean, so it might as well upsetting. have been PG. Yeah, I'm like, they're really... They would have hardly had to change anything to get, like, a much lower <laughs> rating. But it's just so upsetting. And I just, I love how effective, effective it is without, you know. Oh, I don't think this ever would have gotten below an R. Just I don't either. I just, I always find it yeah, fascinating sure. <laughs> movies get a rating because of tone. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, this is a tone. The tone of this movie is an R movie. And there's no one at the MPAA who's going to allow this to be shown to PG-13. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking a lot of Natural Born Killers yeah. watching this. <sighs> was that released PG-13? I thought that was only No, R. Natural Born Killers is very, very R-rated, Sean. I was like, there's very, no but way. But it, it had a really hard time. I legitimately time. was like, did I not see What Natural I was Born specifically I referring to, it had a really hard time getting an R rating from an NC-17. And it finally got to the point they were like, what do you want us to change about this? And they, the MPAA like, couldn't tell them. It was like literally a tone thing. It was just so upsetting. Um, it wasn't actual content, even though Natural Born Killers does have a lot of um, really fucked up content in it. Yeah, I think a, a lot of... I haven't seen all of his movies, but Michael Haneke, like his, the way he portrays violence you don't often see a lot of like really graphic detail. Um, but the stuff that you do see or hear in many cases leaves such an impression and you feel like you saw something a lot more graphic than what you actually saw yeah. on screen. It's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre effect. Right. Exactly. Agreed. So um, the plot of this movie basically boils down to Family goes to a vacation home. Couple uh, handsome neighbors that seem to be relatives and neighbors and are in fact not come over and terrorize them and eventually kill them. And it's uh, it's something. And it makes you feel very complicit in a very uncomfortable way that I find fascinating. Yes. Um, the thing is, like... The way that he, or Michael Pitt, he, when he, I say he, I mean Michael Pitt right now, yes, um, when he, he turns with to the camera H. the first, <laughs> he with the camera, yeah, exactly. Um, 
he turns to the camera that first time. It's like 20 minutes into the movie. Mm. And when Naomi Watts is looking for the dog and he's like, uh, what does he say? Um, he doesn't say anything in that one. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the right. First one, looks. I literally I posted a gif of that when I was like, I'm watching and I didn't even put the title. I just said now watching and posted a gif of that first fourth wall break. <laughs> And yes. every time it popped up, like, when I was watching the movie, like, because somebody liked it or commented, and I'm like, uh-huh, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like winking at the audience. He's like, you're in on this, right? Like, you're having fun. You know, we're all having fun here. Yeah. Um, it's just so, yeah, you know, that scene is so fucked up. I hate it. When the dog. Also, that yeah. dog scene. That dog, you know, when you're watching Evil Dead 2013, like, when you see that dog's corpse, it's like, that's that's clearly a stuffed um, creature. <laughs> yeah. And the dog in this, however they did that, and I know it is from, you know, a distance, but the way that dog, like, flops out. No, it's the best dog acting I've ever seen. I, I had that thought, too, when I was watching it. I was like, oh, my God. that Like, that looks like a real dog is dead <laughs> and just falls out of that car. It's yeah. so upsetting. So upsetting. Yeah. So, Sean, I know you got um really irritated about the eggs. Talk a little bit about the inciting incident of this. Oh, so, um, well, first off, uh, Naomi Watts deserves to die because she touches everything after touching raw steak. Yeah, uh, <laughs> throughout the movie several times, I'm like, wash your hands, Anne. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, she, like, grabs the knife, she grabs everything, she's holding her phone. I'm just like, this is how shit happens. This is, I hope you, if you weren't going to die from this, you were going to die from cross-contamination. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, <laughs> all over the kitchen. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so basically, Brady Corbett comes to ask for some eggs, um, and they have she's i don't know the character of Anne is kind of pushy and she's very i don't know she seems very housewife like rich housewife kind of feel and so for me it's very hard to like i don't know you're supposed to like her but like and even in that are first you? moment i was like are i think you are like well she's supposed to be the victim you're supposed to feel bad for her like she's just there with her family. You They're don't feel bad for fun. her. At the by the end of it, yes, but like she's also kind of an asshole. No, they're kind of annoying, right? Yeah, like, they're, they're like this like, very like affluent like family that's just like yeah, and they're very I mean, privileged. Yeah. They're not super likable. I mean, honestly, the two villains are more charismatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's she's kind of rude at points to them like especially to oh she says especially to peter (laughs) yeah like and she's very pushy like even with her friend she's just like she's like you're gonna come up here like oh oh uh also when she goes hey why don't you come over and help us put the boat in the water like she don't that's not asking why don't you do it yourself Anne? yeah exactly like rude (laughs) like i'm kind of surprised they don't have help out at this summer home true yeah no i just think it's so funny how like annoyed she is um like right off the bat when he comes to ask for the eggs but she's like putting up this front of like uh being very proper and like civil and and then when he when he breaks the eggs and he's like so can i have more and she's like well i mean i have guests coming and they like eggs with breakfast yeah like lady 
give them something else for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, how many eggs do you really have left? Yeah, I was gonna say, you don't have cereal? (laughs) Is it too rich for cereal? What I was thinking a lot through that is it's just, it's so uncomfortable, and Brady Corbett is so soft and unassuming, but there's still, like, this really deep air of just, like, danger. It feels very dangerous, and I love when she tells her husband later, like, I had a reason, and, you know, she couldn't say anything specifically, but she had a feeling, you know, trust your gut, and um, the only thing I've really ever seen, I was thinking about this, like, what movie really made me feel anything like this, and the only thing I really came up with was Speak No Evil. Yes. Uh, And even that doesn't make me feel the same way as Funny Games, but it's the only thing that I could even think of that's similar. Um. Well, and I haven't seen Speak No Evil, but... You haven't, but I did call you immediately after and was like, that was phenomenal and just really, really... Yep, and then he talked about it, and I said, good luck, I will never watch it. (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad you... Oh, sorry, continue. No, (laughs) go ahead, you can go ahead, Alex. Oh, uh, uh, I just... I was so glad you brought up Speak No Evil, because I kept thinking about that when I was watching Funny Games again, and I feel like it... There's that... I think they say this in the girl with the dragon tattoo and the. Uh, I was oh my god! <laughs> I love you so much, Alex. I was about to bring that up after speaking no evil was you know the pol- thing about politeness. Is that what you're going to yes, say? Exactly. <laughs> yes, the thing about politeness, and it's like how people will try to like um, to be polite and civil instead of like trusting their gut of like something's wrong. Yeah, and then you're by more that afraid point, of it's being too late. Perceived as being rude, right? Than self preservation. Exactly. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that you thought of that. That's all I was thinking about. I, was just I like, kept oh, thinking about that the rude. entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, I mean, yeah, if he dropped the eggs, I'd be like annoyed too. But it's like, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what I would do. I would die probably. Oh, it's just so frustrating. And it's also like, I was thinking of mother. Um, this scene with eggs just made me feel about how I felt 90% of the time. Every time I watch mother, uh, <laughs> just with all the people coming in and just Jennifer Lawrence just being helpless. Yeah. <laughs> that sink's not braced. <laughs> sink's, get off the fucking sink. Get off her sink. Like, Did Jesus. you watch that one in theaters, Alex? I did, yeah. And that was I another did. one where I don't feel like anyone actually walked out, which was weird. Nobody uh, walked I out just... of mine, but uh, the comments oh. at the end people were making were not kind. Oh, oh my god, yeah. everyone hated it so much at the theater I went to, and I was like, that was great. <laughs> I know, I was yeah, like, I had a great my time. My showing, literally, as soon as the credits rolled, somebody stood up and said, that is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen, <laughs> quite loudly. Hey, that wasn't even the worst movie I saw, like, that week. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mother, I think oh, it's yeah, great, I love but it. it's just, I've never needed a cigarette so badly as sitting through Mother in a theater. Sure, I yeah. enjoy it so much more at home. It's just, it's so anxiety inducing well it's it's, that's it's a lot like this one it's got there's that feeling of just dread to it and just the dread and not being in control yeah like you feel like there's there is such a lack of control in this movie for like the characters themselves like you feel like peter and paul are in charge of every situation but like the farbers are very much not like and it feels like that from literally the moment they drive they drive to their neighbors and they see them. Like, after that, it, you just, like, you could tell their neighbors are acting weird and you're like, oh, well, now they're next. Like, 
right? It's just like they were doomed from the start. And it's like yeah. that hereditary thing where uh, it's just like they're dolls, basically, in this like fateful, horrible like dollhouse where they're just like playing with them until their horrible fate, I guess. Well, and another thing I just uh, that I I like about this movie, but also just frustrates me to no end is if like well no i'm just i'm not even gonna say i like it is they don't really fight back ever like not really like i know he got hit in the knee but like i would still be fighting for every second of my life and like maybe like and i recognize i'm i could be the strange one on that because i know clayton would probably be all like <laughs> fun <laughs> kill me please please yeah. just do it and then they would be all like oh my god you're fun join us and clayton would gladly go um michael pitt whatever you want yeah whatever yeah. you want me to do i'll do it just yeah you want me to carry the golf clubs <laughs> <laughs> no but like and that was one thing that always drives me crazy. I, I I know I don't know. You if get really upset about this a lot with movies about people's decisions that they make, and I a lot of times, and I will push back just the same on this. I think the decisions they make are very understandable. I, and like I get, I, no, don't get me wrong. I get it. I understand that not everyone can and like fight. what you're supposed to do in like crisis situations and stuff. And like you know, they've also got their but kid the there. I feel like is... they would have acted differently if it was just them, or like you know, they didn't have a child. I don't know. I, I, and with their privilege, you know, even yeah, acknowledging that's exactly that it. they don't have the control in the situation. Agreed. I do get that one, and I understand that's the point of it. But for like for me, like you are clearly not in control here. Like, and the way they are talking, like the minute they say, "But oh, let's make a bet. By nine o'clock, you guys will be dead." Like. I, you're not surviving this. You're not like, there's no talking them out of it. Like, they have given you a timeline. You have a finite amount of life left. Like, this isn't a game. Like, like, and, I mean, it is a game. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> funny, a very funny, funny, it's funny actually games. A very fun, yeah. Multiple but games. Like, <laughs> They're fun. But, but like, <laughs> this is your life. Like, and they just, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I haven't been in a situation like that, but I have been in like some where it's like you either you either nut up or shut up, you know, <laughs> like and like well, in Sean, this one, I've had I, a gun in my face and I will just say you don't know how you're going to respond. <laughs> right. I think that's what's so frustrating about it is that like the movie just purposefully avoids any kind of moment of like badassery or like the the supposed heroes like fight back i mean there's one moment i mean there is there is one moment <laughs> there is one moment and then the movie's like fuck you yes um, but but yeah it's also hard to like i don't it's hard to say how you would even act in that situation if that were really happening i kept thinking about that the whole time i was watching it and i was just like i don't know maybe maybe it's kind of realistic that like you're I still think gonna cling on. Realistic. To it. Yeah, you're still gonna hold on to some element of like hope, even even when they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill you by the end of the night." Um, but no. you're like, "Well, maybe they won't." Like, yeah, they're kids. Yeah. Oh God, no! Kids are scary. I, kids are so sure, scary. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of uh, another movie, I didn't mention that's on this level, Eden Lake. Oh yeah. Um, 
Except those are very, very sympathetic characters. <laughs> like, uh, but, I mean, he's not so much. She is. She's a very sympathetic character, but also well, just terrifying kids. I mean, those are I, actual children. Yeah. I I don't know. I like I said. I I don't know. I just I like it when people fight for life because for me, like, and I know this is going to be so like mental ableist of me but like I, I i think life is worth fighting for in a lot of ways <laughs> sweet, and i know sweet summer child i know i'm a sweet <laughs> sweet summer child shut up um but, i love that i like, get dunk on the dunk on you for those two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah. but like for me i just i i i love life and i think when people fight for it, it it like when you're fighting for it it makes it all the more poignant and the fact that they don't really fight for it they just kind of they're they're expecting to be rescued and i think i'm of the mind that like you can't expect your own rescue you have to be the one to save yourself like in a lot of ways like can you have help yes but if you're not the one putting if you're not putting in like the work to do it you'd get shot in the face so much so fast (laughs) yeah but at least i would have tried and like that's the difference is i wouldn't be i wouldn't just watch my child get shot the or... funny thing about this is either way you just end up dead <laughs> yeah but there's a difference in and how like i don't know for me the effort makes it all the more and if you and even like even if you did is it better that you didn't try or is it better that you did yeah maybe i i don't know maybe it's part of the like very privileged like aspect of this family that they're like waiting for someone else to save them yeah instead of like actively fighting back like they keep mentioning the neighbors they're they're gonna come any minute or whatever yeah and like when she makes that last ditch attempt like oh we'll probably come by tonight yeah and it's like no sweetie i don't think so yeah well she's trying to make it so that i would have like she shouldn't have been open-sided about it she should have said hey we're gonna come over tonight and that should be it like and yeah. if she left it open-sided so that way they could just not show up and it, they weren't expecting them like we'll definitely be there <laughs> you know like i that's if we're not I there been. at eight on the dot call the cops send the cops <laughs> but then they'd be dead by the time they got back to the <laughs> house so i mean or she'd be dead and then they'd kill the rest of them but yeah, th- I don't know. That's just me. That's a, that's why I get frustrated watching this is because I don't. Maybe it's because I'm a big fan of like horror, mo- like slashers where like people are fighting for their life, and you know by by the end of a a, a really good chase scene, like you're wanting them to live, you're wanting them to go, like you, you know they they fought for it, like and in this one they don't, like they wait for theirs to be, like they essentially just they free once you know not to jump too far ahead but like they free themselves after you know spoiler alert georgie dies and then she like runs to get help but she's i i I don't know she's like it it doesn't ever feel super duper proactive it's very reactive and i don't know that that for me is frustrating because i like my protagonists to be more proactive in there yeah, absolutely. I think it's obviously it's going to be more satisfying to see like a super badass 
hero, like, survive and, like, fight off the killers. And in this movie, it's just, like... I think he's saying, like, you came here to see people get tortured and murdered, because mm-hmm. that's what you like, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what you want. And so you're, I mean, think you're on the, the side of the killers. Um, but it's like, oh, no, I want, I want to see Naomi Watts survive. And it's like, well, you're not going to get that, so... <laughs> And and that's the thing, it's like, I don't even, like, movies that, like, you watch a character survive all the way up until the end, or they kick ass, and kick ass, and kick ass, and then they die at the end, like, yeah, I'm depressed, but, like, I'm all in, I they know They tried their me, damnedest, and Sean's so did. proud of them, because they're plucky. I am! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> He, he, you see how much he likes to torture me um yeah like it's that's funny the thing is... we're playing a game don't you like it <laughs> no why don't you put the bag over your head um, <laughs> oh that poor kid oh, yeah that that kid no that poor kid but like that's the thing it, it's just i don't know like this even is one of the in... few movies that i'm not thrilled when they kill a child right yeah yeah that's because he says three words the entire movie and you're just like this is the perfect child and he's so good at looking afraid. It's like, oh my goodness. Like, this poor, like baby. the only good child is a quiet one. I like this one. Accurate. Um, okay, can we talk about how bright and like sterile this movie looks? I think it's so interesting. It's so clean. It's so clean. Yeah, and it's just like directly opposed to how awful and ugly everything that's actually happening is but i that's what really stuck out to me when i watched it this time i forgot how just like very clean the movie looks well i I think it's also a representation of like the characters themselves because the more dark and dirty it becomes the more the more peter and paul have their influence the more you get away from the sterile you know lifelessness of of the of the farbers also i wanted to say rothbart and i was like wait no that's black swan (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where that came from there's nothing in that but like it's just i i very much think it's i agree with you Uh, the sterileness is (sighs) these people are just so boring (laughs) there's just so much about so many choices made in this movie like filmmaking wise that i just i find fascinating and that's one of them like the very uh by design and it's just curious like it, that that's something that stands out like all three of us thought that yeah i think there's a lot of choices where it's um like uh, it's meant to not feel like a horror movie for, um the lighting and there's the no score it's not telling you when to be afraid or anything and I just think that makes everything so and much more And there's even effective. long stretches of, like, a silence. Yeah. I mean, that, that scene of after the the kid gets shot, and it's just like that. <laughs> R.I.P. Georgie. Oh, my goodness. And, and then it's just like that, like, five-minute-long sequence of her trying to untie herself. That stresses that, me out so oh my God. much. It just lets you sit with that moment for so long. And it feels like it goes on forever. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, that follows up, you know, right after that happens off screen when he's just like in the kitchen rummaging around for food and you just hear it just very blase in the background. And then you come back and it's like, oh, uh, kid got murdered. He's all over the place. 
That's right. Michael Pitt is like actively making a sandwich when that. Yeah. The shot with, goes also off. with no reaction when it happens. Right. Like, and then he comes back and he's like, oh, man, you messed it up. Like, you done it damn now. Tubby. Yeah. <laughs> tubby, yes. He just, like, hates him, that whole movie. I <laughs> I actually, I wrote this down, so I, I never got the, like, Billy and Stu from Scream, like, parallels until I watched it this time. But I, I kind of uh, had that, that feeling with the, I this was, time. I, I was going to ask him, like, do you think they're fucking? Yeah. But I don't I, think. Uh, I also think so. Yeah, it's like Michael Pitt is so mean to him, but yeah, he's like very much the stew, and Brady Corbett is the. Or no, sorry. Wait, he's I was the gonna say Brady Corbett. <laughs> yeah, is I the got stew. that backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just was making. And you sure. say you're a scream fan. I know. God, of course. We, also, we'll um, be taking uh, for back our the people listening, jacket. Alex has a super super cool tattoo of an R rating, and it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in the world. Thank you. I kind of want to copy it. <laughs> not gonna lie do it I, it was like i never thought of you know that for but that's just wonderful i love it okay that's very, fucking very awesome and i'm gonna have to look it up because i haven't seen it oh you never <laughs> noticed it Sean? like it's on its arm it's wonderful everyone's like what's I the meaning you... behind that and i'm like i don't know i like horror movies it's awesome <laughs> like, like the... <laughs> go look sean like just take a beat get on his twitter it, you can see it in the picture he just posted like yesterday or something with daniel harris Bro, my hand is in my phone is in my hand. I am looking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the theme with all my tattoos. I'm just like, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't have to think explain it. It's it a tattoo. Who cares? Life's yeah, short. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Like I've got a super shitty Resident Evil tattoo that I got <laughs> on a couch one time when I was twenty. You know, it happens, and I don't regret it at all. Yeah. <laughs> You know who else is going to die? <laughs> the farmers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> but the minute you said, we're all going to die, I was just like, yep, some of them are going to die sooner rather than later. <laughs> I'm looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it is cool. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't it great? I okay. Thanks. I feel like that's the one I'm most proud of, I gotta say. I really like that one. I also really like the placement of Groovy. It looks oh, very like you. it was very painful, but I really like that tattoo and just it's perfectly placed. Thank you. That's my biggest trouble. I, I'm like, I don't know where to put a tattoo. Yeah. Well, on your body's probably a smart place. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about Peter and Paul for a few moments. They are you mean so... Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. <laughs> Tom and Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are, but Billy and Stu. Yeah. They are so soft-spoken and so chilling. I just again, so much of this movie I'm just like this is fascinating. The way that they're directed and their performances and just like their eyes are so empty and dead. What do you guys think about their performance as these heartless killers that you know may be fucking their mom maybe drug addicts maybe white trash maybe super rich you know we'll never know um what do you think i think what's what's great about them is that you never know anything about them except what they're telling you and even then it's like they're lying probably like yeah it's everything they say is just right it's giving like the joker and the dark knight 
when he's like, you know how I got these scars. And it's just like, you can't trust anything they're saying. So like yeah. these people have no real past or like, I mean, they just exist to like no motivation that you know of at all. Yeah. I know. I know this is going to be a weird comparison, but like for some reason, especially Michael Pitt, he really reminded me of Jillian Anderson in the first season of American Gods. Like that weird. That is a super weird comparison, but I get what you're going for. Yeah, like it's that kind of like, uh, like he knows he's in a movie, and like, yeah, that he lets he lets us know he lets several us know times that he knows <laughs> he's in a movie. He knows he like this is a story. This is like to him the like, and even the end of it when they're talking about you know the difference between fiction and reality, like. For them, this is both fic- for him. It is both fiction and reality, and I think that's it. A terrifying. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> because... that that great moment at the end when he's like, uh, "Is it not reality? Because it, is fiction not reality? It. Because you can see it." Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like what we're seeing on screen. It's like I know it's not real. It's a movie, but uh, how? I mean, it's real enough. Like, where's the line? Where's the line? Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know if you ever saw American Gods, Alex, but, like... I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of people didn't. <laughs> I've, I've seen that one scene with the... Oh, uh, the, yeah. like, sex oh, scene. the gin yeah, scene. Uh, the, <laughs> the gin you sex know, scene, You know, everyone's yes. seen that scene, yeah. 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 Uh, um, um, so, Jillian Anderson is in the first season, and she plays media, like, a, a new god. So, she's essentially, like, television and movies, and she, in every scene... She comes as like a different pop culture icon. Yeah, she's so like Marilyn she comes Monroe as like Marilyn. She comes as David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Like she just does. Like I think she does Lucy once, if I remember right. Yes, yes. And I was she, trying to remember. Does, I'm like, man, that was such a long. Like ago. the 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 energy that like you feel like she knows she's in a movie, like or in a TV show. That's mm-hmm. the energy I get from Michael yeah. Pitt. Like, like she's not breaking the fourth wall, but it's very yeah, very. It's, it's good good like pump, almost Sean. ethereal thank you yeah michael pitt in this movie i mean i i feel like it's so problematic to be like yeah he was so hot in that movie but hey um, i mean you can't help what your body feels and what your eyes appreciate and michael pitt is gorgeous it's it would be rude not to acknowledge it right um, but one thing that reminded me of the strangers is in terms of like motivation, even though there's no I real motivation here, right? When he says, or why when not? Tim Roth says, why are you doing this? And he says, why not? Yes. That was creepy. And it's, I think it's that same energy, but it's like a little bit more meta, I guess. Cause it's like, why wouldn't I be doing this? Yeah. Because this you can't see entertainment. this. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you want. Right. Uh, I, I, was thinking about that as well and i was just like which one is creepier because the strangers also i think is very scary um one of my favorite theatrical experiences actually was watching the strangers opening weekend and yeah i th- I think i'm gonna have to go with this just because you know you can sit when you're when they have masks on for you know the entire time up until you know actually that moment yeah they think there's hope because you know if they're not showing you their face you might live but when they're just so casually ugh, it's just icky yeah i mean i love the strangers pray at night amazing 
Pray at Night is so much fun. I didn't know how I felt about it the first time I watched it, but in my subsequent viewings, I really enjoy it. Wait, 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 wait. Could you repeat that? What was Strangers that Pray at Night? What? Subsequent? Yes. Subsequent? I've never heard anyone <laughs> pronounce it that way before. Subsequent. I actually uh, heard that, and I was like, am I supposed to be saying it like that? I, no. Maybe it's one of those things <laughs> like subsequent. potato, potato, <laughs> Sorry. Maybe. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> hey, um, you made fun of me for being I know, it's a fucking fi- it's, optimist. It's fair. You, it's... This is going to happen subsequently. <laughs> you know what? Say it however you want to say it. Sometimes things just come out weird. Sorry. <laughs> it you happens. Know, English you is d- hard. As you say a lot when you make fuck-ups talking. <laughs> I do, all the time. It's good. And I hear them and giggle hey. with glee every single time during editing. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. Another thing that bugged you, I just wanted to comment, even though we're way past this. Uh, I know you get annoyed when people do things and you put in the notes about her phone and why didn't she put it in rice. <laughs> no that was just a joke <laughs> and um I was like, honestly i was like i just put it in some of my notes i put in here just for jokes because like my response to you would also be a joke i they needed to go grocery shopping and rice probably has too many carbs for this family because as we know she has no jelly rolls <laughs> yeah they didn't have rice they had no yeah. rice i don't think they're you know rice or potato eaters she did bust out the hair dryer i believe yeah, she yes. does. They do bust out yeah. the hair tryer. Um, yeah. And on her washing her hands front, I also was really upset well, when she uh, throws up into her hand and then just grabs her foot. Like, she doesn't rinse off her hand or wipe it off or anything. She just No, like, she does. Remember, she goes... Not she, initially, though. Like, she goes ahead and, like, and I'm just like, ugh, wash your hand off first. Like, I know, like he's already dead. You think you're fine. Like, the 10 seconds is not going to make a difference here. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure she does, because she rinses her hand in the sink, then she grabs the towel, wipes her mouth, and then she remembers the phone, and gr- goes into the bag and grabs it. I so don't no, want to watch this again, so I'm not going to like go back and double check, but... <laughs> I, <laughs> At least, I'm pretty positive that That does make me feel better, though, because I was really grossed out. Well, and uh, if we're going into things that annoy me, another thing is the phones. If his phone is in the car, why didn't you just get it? Oh, was it? I didn't. I don't even. He didn't literally say it was in the says, car. "My phone is in the car. I need you to run away now." Like, no, go get the phone and plug it in. What are you doing here? Like, I assumed she runs they away. took that one, but I was. But she ups- I did wonder why they didn't go look. It doesn't even show her looking for it. They're just like, "You need to go get help," and like, the, uh, no, go get your phone. Call or at least check and see if it's there. Also, their car was still there, wasn't it? Or did they take their car? No, they took the... They didn't have the thing for the gate. And also, I think they might have taken the car. I think they did oh. take the car because, uh, you know, they came there on foot. You know, these are good points. I feel like... <laughs> but... No, I'm just kidding. They didn't um, tell us these things definitively, I will say. No, I think it's like, after what had happened, it's like, I can't even imagine thinking clearly about anything. No, not at all. So I feel like it works really well that they're... Because in most movies, I'd be like, oh my god, that's stupid that they didn't do that. They just got their kid's but, face blown off in front of them. Yeah, specifically in this movie, I was like, I don't even know how I would like be able to function. And that kind of comes across in those scenes. Like uh, her, right trying to put on, her trying to put on clothes and like trying to get him a chair. Like It's just like they can't even... 
yeah, everything's really like Function awkward and sad, and and it makes sense because obviously they're and it's kid like just... they almost even like for like they're just in pure like survival mode, right? And uh, like it's almost like they forgot their kid was dead. Like when she sees him in the doorway right before she like throws up in her hand, yes, and may or may not wash it off. We I don't know. <laughs> Let us know, people. Um, is she hygienic in this instance as she is not with the steak? But it's well, just I like, oh say, shit, he's She didn't dead. wash her hands, but like she had the water in the yeah, sink. Yeah, you know, the... like at least her incident. It. Like I thought she yeah. did not do anything, and I was. Uh, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I remember her grabbing the towel. Something she I like can't handle. So. <laughs> I just love how she like put her hand over her mouth to like hold it back. Like it's obviously mm-hmm. gonna come out. Like you should have just thrown up on the floor or whatever. Yeah, but it's like... not even carpet. Well, but. <laughs> I my thought process was that was her husband's kind of having to scoot around. Like, would you really want to vomit and then have to walk through it, or scoot? Through I'd it rather walk through it, it than uh, <laughs> have it just in my fingers. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, you can wash your fingers. Like, if he if his leg is broken and she has to leave, like he's probably going Listen, to crawl there around. Puke, rather... on his, puke on his heel. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's gross. It would smell. I'd, I'd much rather have it in the sink. You know what also smells? You know you shit yourself when you die and their kid just got his face blown off in the next room. <laughs> well, I took it as he shot himself already, didn't he? He goes, he's not even housebroken. Oh, he peed himself at that point. Oh, did I, don't he? Think, I don't think he pooed himself, but he did right, pee himself. Yeah. But you know, that's probably why she vomited was because the kid did like shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> Bowels are released. <laughs> it wasn't because he just died. Yeah. No. Well, you can She's have just like I didn't like him that much anyway. I'm so sorry to anyone listening who has kids and it's just like, oh my god, you're fucked up for saying. Oh, that. they have kids. They know what it's like to think of this for a minute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you really think anyone who has kids has never, you know, kind of wished in a moment of oh, weakness? Oh no, not. I don't think they wish that. But they're, <laughs> they're very much like they're very, they're very much just like oh yeah, kids just can go be to annoying. sleep while well, you stop crying. <laughs> Why can't you just be normal? Ah! <laughs> Careful, Twitter's gonna come after you, Sean. Eh. Like Everybody got so mad about that. Um. Anyway, <laughs> what do you think of the fourth wall breaks? Uh, appropriate. Of, <laughs> uh, I mean, just for because since I feel like Michael Haneke is making an experiment, he's not even like making a movie. He's trying to make like uh-huh. it feels a very art house. Yeah. Well, it kind of shows, in a lot of ways, the this movie is very meta. Like, it it's not for the character, like some of the like the Farbers, like, but the two like at least the at least Peter is Peter, right? Yeah, I think Peter or is he Paul? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Um, I mean, do they even have? Do they even have like? I mean, are these names just fake? That's are, why I was like, I don't well, know. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guarantee they're all fake. But I mean, Michael Pitt is credited as Paul, and Brady Corbett is credited okay. as yes. Peter. Okay, I couldn't remember which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> they're very interchangeable. Yes, exactly. Well, and that's kind of the point. But uh, you know, this movie is very meta. It, it's <sighs> this is Michael. Han- this is Haneke just winking at the audience. Like him being like, "This is what you came here for, right? This is what you came here to for a horror movie. You you want to watch people get tortured, like you want to watch people die. Like it's uh an entire, it's just a statement. It's a f- full on thesis about like 
how media violence affects us and how much we love to watch things that we probably shouldn't love. That's how I found this movie. <laughs> What's one of the most fucked up horror movies? Funny <laughs> games? Cool. <laughs> I almost feel like he would, the director would hate that people were finding out about funny games from like lists of the most disturbing or fucked up movies imaginable because he would be like, well, why are you seeking it out then? Yeah. Like, and he's like, actually criticizing again one of the many things i just find fascinating about this yeah i feel like it's the polar opposite of the tone of something like scream which is also a meta horror movie but it's like actually having fun and it loves horror movies and this movie kind of like hates itself yeah well, i don't know if it hates itself right. or if it hates us for liking it <laughs> yeah or for watching it and like that is another thing is like this movie is a very your audience in it, it it is not a rewarding experience and i know that that and that's the point of it i get it but like it's also it is not a rewarding experience like do not you're not going into this and from the minute like he looks at the camera like you know this isn't going to end well he knows that this is a movie he knows that, he knows that this is a story where he is in control the whole time and that if you're coming into this expecting a home invasion film where you know like the family gets to fight back and they end up winning like that's not going to happen here and i know that uh, i know that they are doomed from the start and like i think that's another reason why i don't they never do anything to make you want to like I don't know. Like I said, the whole fighting back thing really does get me crazy. Just because I like I like movies where my protagonists fight back. Like they uh, yeah. make Believe they me, make... I've talked to Sean about a lot of horror movies and this is a big <laughs> a big sticking point for him. Yeah, and like on how and he that's... feels about characters. <laughs> yeah, and like I and I know that not everyone's going to fight, but like I for me I just I I love a fighter. I love a final girl, you know, a final boy, a final whoever, a, a, a final alien, for God's sakes. Like, I don't care. Like, if you've fought your way through it, even if you don't survive, it puts you at a higher level in my book. And I and it's I know that's me being like, I recognize that that is not going to be everyone. But like, I feel like I've had to fight for a lot of my life <laughs> in some ways, like and not anything crazy like you know like i'm <laughs> reasonably well adjusted and you know i've got I, i've got a pretty good life but like there are things like i've i felt like i've always had to fight for and like i've always had to fight for myself and i don't know i just like fighters so watching a movie about a bunch of people just like oh no and you have these, <laughs> I mean, you have these two really likable actors, too. Uh, Naomi mm -hmm. Watts and Tim Roth. Obviously, like, from the beginning, you're not going to want to see them die. And so that makes it worse. I mean, it would have been bad even if you, like, in the original, when it's like, I don't know these actors. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, when you cast Naomi Watts in anything, I'm going to want to see her mm -hmm. survive the whole thing. And I mean, one of my favorite acting categories is Tim Roth's suffering. It's just a... <laughs> He's Always great phenomenal. Great. I mean, Reservoir Dogs with him being shot in the gut and his screaming and just, you know, he does a phenomenal, phenomenal man in pain. 
even if his accent did get a little bit iffy at one point in this. Not enough that it was distracting, but I'm like, yeah, you can tell he's not American. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So maybe it was actually totally working for me. I noticed it just in the part um, when he is in the kitchen trying to call the cops. Oh, okay. But it's such a like emotional thing, like in the headspace of an actor. I feel like his accent was like at the bottom of what he was trying to do. And it's not that he sounds British or anything, and it's not necessarily bad, but it just sounds off in a way that like you couldn't necessarily put your finger on it. But it's uh it's it's just a weird weird thing I yeah. noticed. Um, Sean, you know how I love to bring up whatever I've been watching recently. Uh what <laughs> do you what what do you think uh I thought of? In the middle of this movie. Don't you dare look at the notes to see if uh, you can pick it up. Uh, I honestly have no clue. <laughs> Is it Yellow Jackets? No. Uh, we bet that in 12 hours, all three of you will be cut, but uh, I thought of Schmigadoon. Uh, oh my god, you thought of Schmigadoon while watching this? Uh, yeah, the line, we bet that in 12 hours all three of you will be kaput. You think I'm ever going to hear the word kaput and not oh, immediately think of Dub yeah. Cameron singing kaput and Schmigadoon? And, you know, the two reprises we get of kaput? Um, and <laughs> Out of then all I, the And then I watched. laughed at myself that I thought of Schmigadoon, you know, wonderfully happy, bright show watching funny games. <laughs> Just the wonderful word choice of kaput. I love that. I've never seen. I've never seen that. Um, Schmigadoon's uh, great if you like musicals. Uh, if you, yeah, if you like musicals even a tiny bit, Schmigadoon, watch it. Apple TV, phenomenal. It's on and my. Then, it's on my mile long list. And then after but you I catch up, you can listen to us talk to Inharada about it. Um, yeah. So um, I wanted to touch upon this because it's one of the things that I find very funny about this movie, and um, that's calling Love Handles Jelly Rolls. <laughs> and I love that he's, like, not at all. Like, they both look great in the movie, and he's just like... Everybody looks phenomenal. Right, yeah, and he's just, like, putting him down, and I remember being like, yeah, he doesn't even have Jelly Rolls. That's That's not okay. I mean, it's not okay to say that to someone even if they did but i mean it's also not generally cool to to just say that yeah say the kids in the bag now let's see if mommy's titties sag either sure yeah nothing but it happens okay yeah and i also laughed at that point because i'm a terrible person and that's just a really funny sentence (laughs) it is probably the darkest dr seuss line that dr seuss never wrote himself (laughs) (laughs) which Reminds me of uh, whether by knife or whether by gun, losing your life can sometimes be fun. I was like, I what a also, I actually rewound that and watched it a second <laughs> time because I enjoyed that line so much. Right. So clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this movie. Um, it, I so wanted to point out the line when they said, why don't you just kill us? And he responds, you shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. Yes. And uh, then I believe at that point is one of the fourth wall breaks when he turns and like looks at you and just makes you sink down in your seat and feel like a gross, awful person. <laughs> yeah, the more the more it goes on, the more he looks at the audience. It's like the worse you feel. Yeah. For There's still four, watching the four movie. fourth wall breaks 
and you know also the rewinding incident and then it's just like god i paid money to be insulted (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can imagine a lot of people wouldn't like that right like to just be like criticized for what they're enjoying yeah Uh, but you know it makes for great discussion do you know what makes me the most nervous in this movie i know we've touched upon this movie just feels dangerous and it does but what felt literally dangerous to me every single time i watch this it stresses me out when she's acting while she's um tied up i'm like she could have tripped and fallen and literally broken her neck on the tv on a table like you cannot convince me that that scene was done safely no, I think even, yeah, I honestly don't know how that scene even happened. Like, I, there's so many scenes in that movie, actually, where I'm just like, I don't know how this was acted, how it was even filmed. Well, and, I'm sure that... Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm done with that thought. No, you're good. Sorry. <laughs> I, mine popped in, and it was just like, I need to get it out. Um, like, I'm sure they choreographed it. Like, True. this movie yeah. very much, like... There's no way that they were just like, here, learn how to walk. <laughs> you know, like, they choreographed it. There's no way they didn't, because they would have had to block the scene. But even thing. with yeah. it being choreographed, like, all it would have to do is, like, one wrong, like, thing. I mean, her feet are tied together, and she tipped over. Like, all you'd have to do, I mean, what's that movie with uh, Hilary Swank? Like, <laughs> Million Dollar Million Baby. Dollar. Yes. <laughs> um I love it. You actually know my references. It makes me so happy. Alex. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, see, I like Alex is a great. Baby. You're all worried that you're not uh, accredited, and <laughs> you're doing just <laughs> get fine. You get the references. Okay, I'm I guess patting so. myself on the back for my <laughs> pick on guest from Twitter friends because people I follow on Twitter are great. Twitter's and great. I love them. Twitter is great. Like no it problems, sucks now, but it. it's still great. Like, <laughs> I have said for a very long time, Facebook makes me hate everyone I know, and Twitter makes me love strangers I have never met. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, and also, one more thing, just to bring... Yes, she could have, but, like, I really feel like you'd put your shoulder into something before you put your head in first. So I mean, there's only so much you can do when your hands are taped behind your back and your feet are tied, like you might be able to throw your shoulder up, but I just feel like there's a lot of room for error and death. With how many things Naomi me. Watts has done in movies, I'm sure she's just like, Art! Yeah, I'll this is probably it. like the easiest role of her yeah, life. Yeah, she, she was like, I just had to be tied up and cry. Like, this was easy. <laughs> she can do that with her. I mean, she can do that anytime. Naomi Watts is incredible. I wasn't being picked up by an animatronic hand. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't happy to do like backflips and stuff for a <laughs> for a green screen and a gorilla and Andy Circus. Ugh, scary. Um, oh, rude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was she actually? I don't. I feel like this is a dumb question, but was Naomi Watts actually juggling in that moment where she's um, like juggling? I, in front of I think Kong? she learned to juggle. I don't. I can't speak on this specifically, but I feel like she actually learned how to do that i could be wrong so like don't quote me on it but i feel like i remember hearing or reading something at some point that she really did learn how to do that i feel like i would just like to believe that she did that because yeah. it's naomi watts like she's a she's a pro like yeah i don't think there's anything naomi watts can't do um there was something on twitter recently where it was like every no, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
cancel. She, uh, sorry, no, sorry, she did not learn to juggle. <laughs> oh, okay. It wasn't <laughs> her. Oh, yeah. I'm so disappointed. Oh, uh, that's too bad, but I oh, still well. want to believe it. It was very well done. I believed it. Yeah. It was the most subtle use of CGI in the movie. I mean, yeah. the movie has great special effects. Yeah, but, um, it does. I love that movie. And I, I love Naomi Watts. But no, there was this thing on Twitter where it was like, every gay has their like uh um actress that they're supposed to stand from the age they're like 13 for the rest of their life and now <laughs> me lots was that for me uh, good choice mine's, yeah. mine's smg yeah that's a good one for sure oh god who's I your sean i think it's i think a... i know who yours is is it uh, uh is it sigourney, sigourney. it's sigourney <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait a minute let's think about it. nope it's sigourney I almost uh, said Nev, and I'm like, nope, it's Sigourney. Oh, Nev is such a good choice, but like, I don't know, Sigourney will always be Sigourney will always be my lady. Yeah, Sarah Michelle. Sarah Michelle's my uh my number one number one woman. I think the Naomi thing came just so quick and fast for me. It was like the Ring, or no, it was like Mulholland Drive, The Ring, King Kong, and she they all had a great kind of like, stretch in there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she, yeah, I was going to say, I Naomi Watts, she's she hasn't been in as much things, but like for like the early to like mid 2000s, she crushed it and like everything. And I think the impossible might have been. I can't remember what year. Was it 2008? 2012. 12? Was it really? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to say 2009. So, yeah, I was going to say. I can rem- and I think she finally won for that one, didn't she? Ooh, I'm. I think she was sure nominated, but I don't think she I, won. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think she's an Oscar winner. Um, do you know what Loki? Um, my two favorite performances of hers are, um, Birdman. I love her in that. That's right. It's so funny. And uh, my other one is um, fuck. What was it called? Hold on. Adore. No, I heart Huckabees. Um, <laughs> is my, she's so is, funny in that she's so funny in I Heart Huckabees also that's low-key one of my favorite movies it is so delightfully weird um, Sean please put that on the list uh, I don't have it on there and I want to cover that at some point I heard possibly Huckabees in, yeah, possibly in 2025 <laughs> writing down <laughs> yeah, thank that you. was a good one because I feel like she does so many intense performances that that was just like yeah. and that was actually seeing her be intense, funny is just uh, seeing wonderful. her be funny is great yeah I mean even in movie 43 which is awful but I secretly like it she's hysterical in it yeah I've more, never seen I heard Huckabees we need more comedies with Naomi Watts I think yeah for sure um, and back to uh, funny games, since we had ourselves a little light break, <laughs> uh, so we don't feel like we need a shower. Um, I, <laughs> there were just a couple quotes near the end. Like, there's just a lot of things that are said that I think are really interesting. Um, when Michael Pitt says, it's not a bet if there's nothing at stake. I find that really interesting. Just the whole entire thing of like, why we watch horror. And I don't appreciate being made to feel bad for watching horror because I find horror very cathartic, but I still think it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, Gosh, there are so many things that made me like sit with myself and be like, why do I like watching horror? 
And like you said, it is cathartic. I think it's like a way, I mean, didn't Wes Craven say it's like a way to exercise your demons? Probably. Uh, probably. I don't know. Someone said that. Someone <laughs> Sounds like said that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Wes Craven would say that. Um, Plato, someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I, I think there is something about just being able to experience really disturbing things, scary things, but feeling safe. It doesn't mean mm. you like seeing that in real life. Like no, I, I cannot horrified. handle things in real life. Yeah, I get terrified seeing stories about people being like murdered in real life. Like that's like I, I, I get really upset. Like my mom really loves like true crime stuff, and I'm like, this is, and she gives me a lot of shit for liking horror movies. She's like, that's just so like, why would you want to fill your mind with that? She's super Christian. And I'm like, I think it's much better to fill your mind with something that's just completely fictional than like obsessing over a story where like a real person was brutally murdered. Like, I think that's so much worse. Um, personally. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, everyone, there's so many people that are on this like huge true cream crime kick and true i know it's cream. always been true cream true cream true, cream, <laughs> true crime kick um Sean. and all its subsequent uh things uh subsequent what did you call it uh, i don't <laughs> even, even remember how i said uh, it either way another line near the end we're almost done with this i think um i thought the line it's boring when we suffer we want to entertain our audience show them what we can do just again made me sink a little bit lower in my seat and um i just such a fun not a fun script that's not exactly a, <laughs> not the word i was going for really a bad word choice clayton um <laughs> it's well, a fascinating script and it's asking some really good questions that yeah. i think um american audiences specifically are good for um well should listen to that uh, i don't know necessarily if horror audiences specifically because we're kind of a different breed <laughs> right um well but... that's but that's the thing it's like this movie makes you complicit and being complicit in like essentially like the destruction and degradation of this family in a lot of ways and it feels like you said at the beginning it does feel a little dirty but like you know, in in another movie, like this might be fun, but like in another movie, they would fight back, and that's and at least that's where I like it. Like that's my, one of my things that I love in horror, and like, and I know I brought this up already, but like when they fight back or like they try or like they do anything, you know, not just sit there and ex and accept everything. So in a lot of ways, the complicity that you're feeling, at least for me, I'm rooting for both of them sometimes and i think that's also a problem <laughs> for both groups because as much as i love you, you know we and i love naomi watts but like the character in this is an asshole kind <laughs> of in, in some small way um so she deserves to die <laughs> she touched that everything with her raw steak hands of yes. course she did no off with her head. i'm not saying that but light. like I, I don't know they just you just Sean believes in Old Testament God vengeance <laughs> <laughs> I would never put it like that but maybe <laughs> go 
go all Old Testament on you. Uh, no, I just, I don't know how to say it. Like, just watching this movie, you do become complicit in their destruction. And it's both horrifying and sad. Yeah, I thought it was really nasty when Brady Corbett was like, why are you degrading yourself to yeah. Naomi Watts? When she was, like, begging for her life, basically, like, right after they had forced her to strip, and he says, why are you degrading yourself? Like, and it goes back to that, you brought it on yourself. And right before that, he was like, why did you do that with the eggs? It was really degrading. I have to, like, pick them up off the floor. Yeah, like, that was so like... embarrassing for you. Yeah. Well, but it goes back to them saying, like, oh, you guys, you deserve this. Like, you brought this upon yourselves. A couple other things before we're really at the end of this that he said that I think is just, again, fascinating. Do you think it's enough or do you want to keep playing? Do you think it's enough? You want a real ending, right? Plausible plot development, don't you? Yeah. It just... It's cringy a little bit. It's because yeah. it's like, well, yeah, I do want that, but we're not going to get it, are we? I already have the answer yeah. to that. It's just like you just want this to end. No, you want to. You want to see. Uh, you want to see this play out, and it makes you feel bad for it. And I'm a masochist and love it. The prayer scene I also find really upsetting. Nothing to do with my religious upbringing. It's just really hard to watch. I think it's hard to watch too, and I and and she the way she's like I don't know any prayers when he's like I want you to yeah. say a prayer. Oh, and I would have been just like God is love. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like I don't know what God to is say. Love. Jesus like, wept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I don't. You didn't ask which one. You didn't say anything about God is love. <laughs> <laughs> now shoot my husband in the face, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I know people who think that the like meta commentary even like him turning towards the camera physically is like not that bad for them but the whole rewinding of that sequence is like pushing it too far and i'm like i don't know i i, I was at, gonna at ask point, you about like, that because that's that's really the most famous thing about this movie is that yeah. rewind sequence and it's been i've seen this movie a decent amount of times but it's always like a few years in between watches and uh, some little aspects like i remembered that that happened but i in my mind it happened around the time when their kid got killed and i was like and then it happened much later in the story than i remembered so it almost catches me off guard every time even though i'm like waiting for it yeah and i love the rewind um sean how do you feel about the rewind oh i it's the giant slap in the face that it is <laughs> yeah and that's why i love it so it's one of my favorite parts of this movie actually uh it just i it's hard to put this to words um it i don't mind a hopeless movie and i think it's even more it, it this is one of the aspects i like about this movie is like they do not give you false hope like it's not like she they do just give now you false hope though yeah, but like the minute you know, minute he stops and he's like, "Where he hits her?" and he's like, "Where's the remote?" Like you know what's coming, you know. Like he already knows he's in a movie. So for me, like I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh, oh, 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 
Oh, oh okay, got it. And like well, that's a lot of O's uh, for that little segment. <laughs> there was a lot of O's for that little section, and that was mainly my brain just saying it. Um, but it's very much. I always feel like at this point, there's no hope for these two. Mm-mm. There's nothing like the bad guys no are hope. in control. They're having yeah. fun. Like this is just oh, this is how the story is supposed to go. You just tried to rewrite it. No, this is just him rewinding it to how the story was supposed to go, and I think that's it. It, it makes it one of my favorite parts of this movie, while also being simultaneously very. <sighs> the way your stomach just sinks when it happened uh-huh because you're just like oh yeah the first time i watched it and this is the part that's like really stuck with me this whole like uh, like from since i saw it x amount of years ago was her was this scene and i remember the first time i watched it i was like oh my god are you fucking like uh, like are you fucking kidding me but like also like oh okay like i get it like and now that I watched it this time, I was like, yeah, they're doomed. Like, this is just him rewinding it to the point where it was supposed to be. <laughs> you know, like, from the time, like, the dread in it is just, it's over. Like, these people are not making it out of this movie, and that's the point of the movie. Yeah, it's like, by that point, there's no interest in this being a satisfying resolve, like, whatsoever. Yeah. For anybody except Michael Pitt. <laughs> exactly. Which, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he had fun <laughs> i will not accept a life i do not exert, deserve um thank you maxine uh <laughs> i love the rewind it just it, it breaks the rules and it so there's something that feels just so dangerous and exhilarating about it and also very upsetting and you know after that gut punch of like there is truly no hope we can oh. literally have the power to go back and rewind. Then they drop the little thing when they're on the boat. And, you know, she's Sean here. You probably would like it. She was grabbing the knife and trying to cut herself free. Like yeah. right in front oh, of them. Uh, no, I, I applaud the character of Anne because she does try and fight for herself at the, at the end. And she does, she does little things, but like, I don't know. Like, like I said, the minute the rewind happens, it's over. There's no, it's just how they play it out. Right, so it anytime you, you see so her much. after that, it's like, if she tries anything, you know it's just going to be, like, foiled. Yeah, And they exactly. even drop the, you know, this little breadcrumb when he says to Brady Corbett, didn't you say you couldn't swim? Like, oh, maybe she has a shot if she can, like, maybe knock him over because he can't swim. And, but also you were just told that literally anything that happens, they can just go back and change. And... For the ten millionth time, I just think it's really interesting. Like I don't, I've never really seen a movie like this. Yeah, I think that's the point where it kind of like makes the movie because I don't think I had seen that ever before. I had seen like meta commentary and stuff, but not where it's like they just physically rewind the scene. Wayne's World. Oh, well, I I was going to say, uh, what's that movie? (laughs) Click. They oh I you know yeah. what I haven't seen Click but it involves a remote so yeah like, I'm I like I can't really remember if I've, I've it's if basically I've it's a wonderful thing, life but... but with Adam Sandler got it yeah um, <laughs> oh no it's good Kate Beckinsale's in it too <laughs> oh Kate Beckinsale good old Celine and <laughs> then they unceremoniously dump 
Naomi Watts in the water and go on to the neighbors to do it all over again with their little white gloves and it just kind of ends yeah Uh, uh, the last thing before we get to that they have that interesting conversation about fiction yes well before we get to that i did want to bring up one thing you uh when you were talking about the rewinding you said you feel like they rewind it like they you know change the story i honestly feel like the rewinding scene is him bringing it back to the story that it's supposed to be this isn't supposed to be a story of hope and you know facing adversity and winning it's a story of loss and 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 terror and law and there's no survival for it so her grabbing the gun she's changing the story that was originally supposed to be told so i feel like him rewinding it is actually bringing it back to the story that it was supposed to be she changes the story not him but also again this movie has such a conversation with the audience is like that's what you're expecting the girl fights back and gets the upper hand like you still in a sense like even with everything it's shown you that's what you're expecting so when she grabs that you're not like wait and then he rewinds and it's like we're back on track but that is what the audience especially american audiences would be expecting from a movie like this yeah and i think a lot of the choices in the movie are just are meant to go in the exact opposite direction of whatever you're conditioned to expect from a hollywood thriller basically Mm -hmm. um so i mean it works yeah and then like you said it's like it it actually is putting the story right back where it was supposed to be all along, but there's always that inkling of hope that we have as the audience that, like, maybe it'll turn into her story and she'll get away, but it never was. Yeah. It's the story of our depravity. Um, we get a fourth wall break right at the very end as well when they start with the neighbors, and for the second time we get... Uh, the great needle drop of Bonehead by Naked City with all of its really upsetting screaming and Michael Pitt smiling directly into the camera. And on the note of fourth wall break specifically, generally they're used in comedies like Deadpool and stuff. It's like totally a comedic thing. You don't see it in other types of stories. And it being utilized in such an unsettling way in this is just such a weird choice. I love it in an <laughs> academic way. I, it doesn't feel good, but um, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the movie I admire, and I'm, I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but I admire it. Yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, I'll bring up The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo again, and it's a wonderful advertising campaign. Feel Bad Movie of the Year. Oh, um, great. That's a great trailer. Oh, my God. It's a wonderful trailer. Well- and also, also that movie... one of my favorite posters of all time. <laughs> True. Yeah. And also, uh, th- sorry, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is not a feel bad movie. <laughs> well, like... I I don't say it's a feel bad movie, but oh. that was the advertising for it. Like, literally oh, okay, on the gotcha. I was, I was like, like I feel bad movie of the year. I, I thought you were still describing it as that. I was like, no, no that's that was like, literally the, the ad campaign for ad- it. I remember the ad campaign, but I thought you were still describing it as that. I was like, that's not no, a bad. You no, know I don't movie. think Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a feel bad movie. <laughs> no, I just, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> never. Mind. That's a good for her movie. <laughs> that is oh, a yeah, damn absolutely. good good for her movie. There's a lot of feel bad before, but like, it's a feel good movie ultimately. I think. 
I mean, yeah. the main thing I feel bad about is that it's one of my two greatest, I take this very personally, injustices of Hollywood, that we never got the rest of a Rooney Mara David Fincher tattoo trilogy. Um, I will never forgive Hollywood for that, and I will never forgive Netflix for canceling Glow after they renewed it for its final <laughs> season. Those are like the two biggest injustices that I will just never get over. Uh I never saw the, uh, the the girl with the dragon tattoo movie, and I forget what it's called that came out after that one. Oh, the girl in the spider's <sighs> web. Yes, I did not give it. Um, I, I didn't, didn't see get... it. I didn't really hear great things, but I I, I tried to watch it. I'm sorry, Claire Foy, but you... <laughs> I'm not watching. Great Queen that. Elizabeth. Good job as Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It's like you're a great actress. This was not the no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, Weird but I casting. agree. We should have gotten more of those. I took my family. Well, I didn't take my family, but we went and saw that movie on Christmas Day. Wonderful. Yeah, because my family right always. My, my birthday is December thirteenth, so I. Think oh yeah. I it came out. Came out like around that time, so I feel like I either went on my birthday or right after. If it, I can't remember like what the days were, um, but I definitely saw that opening night. Like that was one of my most anticipated movies, of, you know, ever since it was announced because I loved the books, I loved the Swedish versions, and was very excited for that. Yeah, um, I think my family found it very upsetting, but like I was like, this is great. I love this. It's phenomenal. I, I love I had it. A- my friend and I read the books, and we ended up seeing it three times in movie- in theaters. So I tried to help that movie. <laughs> we he all was just did like, our part. Yeah, I was going to say, he was like, let's go see Girl with Dragon Tattoo again. I was like, sure. <laughs> we went three times. Yeah, I went multiple times to see that as well. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan. I have a really awesome poster i don't have it up currently but of i don't think it was a u.s poster um because u.s are prudes but it's the one of it's just black and white of daniel craig and rooney mara and she's topless and he has like a hand over like one of her breasts yeah. but the other one's showing with like in the pierced one um so there's like nudity in it and it's just it's such a cool poster and it was a great talking point because people would always be like gay why do you have tits on your wall and i'm like uh because this poster's amazing <laughs> yeah it's like this is queer coded like trust me it's fine yeah like lisbeth's one of the great queer characters um yeah <laughs> and i'm gay i'm not scared of breasts <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean oh god forbid breasts <laughs> nipples ah <laughs> <laughs> so um scarier are... than this movie <laughs> Just kidding. No, this movie's scarier. <laughs> uh, is this movie scarier or is it just really upsetting? Um, um, I would go with just really upsetting. Like, The Strangers is scary. Like, that made me scared to go back to my apartment alone that weekend, and so I had somebody come over. But this isn't one that I'm, like, frightened after. It's just, like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of, like, the definition of, like, what is scary? Because I was talking to someone about Speak No Evil, and I said it was scary. And then they came back and they were like, that wasn't scary at all. It was upsetting. Uh, I I think Speak No Evil is scary. I would put that in the scary definition. I mean, it is really upsetting, but, like, that movie was horrifying. Yeah. Well, now we're starting to enter into the age-old thing. (laughs) What constitutes horror? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and... uh, 
a lot of people equate. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people try and equate horror with like how scared you feel, but and I scary don't. Scary is it's... very subjective. People are scared yeah. by very different things. So well, and that they also might equate it to like jump scares or like think uh. like being like terrified of things, and like I think horror is in just by definition is a broad definite is a broad genre um and i think it's anything that absolutely terror like the idea of it is scary you know like i would not want to be in this situation so this is scary um is it like you know like insidious scary no is it the descent scary oh come on Uh, you know how i feel about insidious sean i know i just (laughs) love bringing it up because you hate it so um (laughs) it just makes me laugh um but like the descent or you know any of these movies that are like absolutely terrifying like it they're terrifying for different reasons and i think a lot of people equate the idea of in order for something to be scary or in order for it to be horror you have to have like jump scares or it has to be like actual like terrifying moments like jason like coming out of a uh, of of like breaking through a wall or you know like it's stuff like that so i think scary is a very broad definition yeah true and i think in the case of funny games it's i think it's a little experimental to kind of detach you enough from the experience where it's it's upsetting but i'm not like scared yeah, you're not gonna like if have that nightmares makes sense. from this movie, yeah most likely unless you're a parent um <laughs> yeah um so uh, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts before we give this a rating and you know pass judgment on it well you guys actually helped me like it more so thank you oh, good. Uh, i wondered how you'd feel about it after we parsed it out a little bit yeah i was gonna say i like i said i it's not that i don't like this movie i think it is a very well done movie i just i like my fighters (laughs) and these people are not fighters they are like the kid puts up the biggest fight out of anybody really um like uh so for me i i like this movie but it talking about it it really did help out a bit thank you guys yeah, I mean, I wouldn't judge anyone for not liking the movie. It's one of those uh, movies where I'm like, yeah, if someone hated this, I totally understand. Yeah, it's not like, how did you not like Jennifer's body? How? <laughs> I don't touch you. Right. Um, do <laughs> oh you have no, any, that's uh, judgment worthy. Do you have any uh, final thoughts that we didn't touch on in this? Um. Well, I had a scene in in mind that okay. I wanted to bring up just because I thought it was so good. Um, okay. The scene where. So after the kid is shot and they're like in the kitchen and she's about to escape through the window to go get help. And then there's a close up on Tim Roth and he says, uh, please forgive me. I was and about to bring that up too. It's such a like this big moment. And then she gives him this big like movie kiss. Right after she threw up. It really bothers me. Right. Yeah. Well, that. Okay. I didn't even think about that. That bothers me. Oh, too, I always think about that. Like even in, like <laughs> call me by your name after Elio throws up and then him and army hammer kiss and i'm just like he just threw up he just threw up yeah i just think love it's like a very (sighs) kind of like satisfying moment in a movie that is filled with things that are supposed to deliberately be unsatisfying so it's like Mm. he he knows how to make 
a movie that works like as a movie but at the same time i, I don't know does that make sense <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so uh alex since yeah. you're the guest uh what would you rate this on a scale of one to five uh, uh probably four i think i i think it's great but i think it's more like something i admire rather than enjoy mm-hmm. obviously so um there's a little bit keeping me from being like yeah that's like a perfect movie i i can respect that sean i'm uh, very curious about where you land on this uh, before i get into it i did want to kind of uh, we you, you kind of sk- didn't give me oh, a chance sorry. to respond to alex <laughs> sorry. uh no i completely agree with you on the please forgive me because it does it finally it justifies a little bit of how Anne must be feeling in this situation because I'm sure she's just like, if you would have just kicked these little motherfuckers out. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because, like, yeah, I kept thinking in that moment. I was like, why doesn't he just listen to her and kick them out? Like, why does she Worrying have to explain? About being well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's That's the like, rude thing. Nobody listens to women. Yep. Yeah, and which causes a problem. And but like. Uh, so i mean yes i i absolutely agree with you i think it's such a it's a big moment for them and it allows i think a little bit of catharsis between the two of like not a lot but like a little bit of like his apology is like it's a moment between the two of them because i think it's the moment she can forgive him like and that's what that kiss signifies yes she may have had vomit mouth but like this kiss is like you know like yes you were wrong but like we we can do like we can we'll try and make this together like and then do the bare minimum of trying to survive um but but just to get my uh unless you want to talk about it more my rating is um i am a 3.5 um like i said i think this movie is really well made it's it is beautifully shot it is phenomenally acted it's just not my cup of tea um and i think maybe if i watch it again like now that we've talked about it and i'm gonna go back in with like more freshness um maybe like (laughs) in two years um (laughs) because (laughs) then i'll probably finally stop feeling dirty after this first time yeah um then i might revisit but yeah it's a it's a 3.5 for me it went up from a three which is what i had it last night so good job guys got you got you up half a point um so as for myself i this one's such a hard movie to rate um i really admire and appreciate stories that do something different or make me feel something in a way that I haven't in another piece of media. Um, Things like the last of us part two, I thought was fascinating the way it just completely destroys your sense of self and just the ego death that you experience in that and just experiencing a totally different perspective and just the way that happened was a huge thing and i was just like wow i've never been affected like that and um also like the devil's rejects how through house of a thousand corpses you've seen them as terrible terrible people devil's rejects terrible terrible people doing awful things but by the end of the movie myself personally i'm rooting for the fireflies and the flip that um he does with that i just 
I think it's so brilliant and just like, you know, martyrs. That's just such a visceral experience that is just, you know, there's nothing quite like it. Um, so stories like that, you know, they might not be the most enjoyable, but I just can't deny how expertly done and what they're doing is just so interesting to me. So like, this isn't something that I'd be like, oh yeah, this is like in my top five favorite movies or anything, but I think it's so well done and does something so different that it always stands out on like, you know, just what's one of those really visceral film experiences you've had. Um, this is definitely up there. So I, I have to give this a five, even though it's not like, <laughs> do I enjoy this movie? Not necessarily, but I do think it's great. I like visiting it every few years when I'm in the right headspace. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this is one of those movies. I'm like, if somebody gave this a one star, I would not judge them at all. Um, <laughs> it's um interesting one. So uh, as far as how people felt about this, this is made on a budget of 15 million. I feel like a lot of it's for um, the actors because they were doing pretty well in 2007. Uh, this movie only made 7.9 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually um, more than I would have expected, honestly. Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised, but also like, ooh. They, but, you know, <laughs> they, they can't, even $15 million, which, you know, isn't a huge budget in 2007, but for this type of movie and everything, like, they can't have expected to make that money back. Yeah. Um, well, there's just not a world probably, where that would have happened. I think they were, uh, they probably were trying to bank on, like, Naomi Watts and Tim, like, the especially power. Naomi Watts. Yeah, and like Michael like, Pitt was really big at that point too, and yeah, but Naomi Watts. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's the big one, and like Tim Roth obviously is the household name. Um, there was a great trailer for this movie, I will say. Like yeah. I immediately wanted to see it when I first saw that trailer. Oh, I don't yeah. think I ever saw the trailer. It's a good one. Look yeah, it up. It's a, it's a good trailer, Sean. Um, on Letterbox, this has a three point six, which I thought was surprisingly decent for it. Um, I was very curious when I got on there to see, like, what do people think of this in the film community? Because it's, I don't know, this is just such a different movie to look at. Um, Alex, where can people find you if they want to follow your entertaining Twitter presence or you have anything you're doing you want to plug? Like, let us know. Yeah, um, I guess just, you know, find me on Twitter, Alex Wayne. Um I do creative writing on the side, but nothing that I really need to like plug. Ooh, I feel like send me some. yeah. Um, but yeah, just find me on Twitter and enjoy my weird movie rants. And definitely a good follow. I always love. Is yeah, Alex I just Wayne, love is Alex Wayne your at? Uh, victim royalty is the at. Oh yeah, I changed. So yeah, I changed the at to victim royalty because yeah, but Alex Wayne is my my name. Good continuity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, definitely a good follow. You won't be sorry about that. If you want to find us on the socials, uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram, the podcast at triple M pod with three M's. You can find Sean and I on Twitter and Letterboxd. I'm at just happy to see you. Number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, your username is Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. That I was decided. really, <laughs> really upsetting to my ears. Um, <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> hey, we need a little levity after this episode, yeah. okay? <laughs> it was either that or I say it. I did. I I didn't plan anything ahead. Oh. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> I thought it was great. 
I was gonna do it like Swedish Chef. I was gonna smooth, just smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you went for the other because it's more you know, understandable, legible. Um, yeah, <laughs> wait, <that's laughs> legible for the ears, intelligible. <laughs> um, yes, that's yeah. the word. There we go. Which also includes legible. Uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, you can Sorry. find us on Facebook if you're super cool. And on Facebook, uh, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies is the page. And we have a group, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies and you, if you want to chat about stuff. And if you want to email us something that you don't want to put on the socials or if it's just something really long, uh, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies pod at gmail.com. Uh, coming up. Pretty soon after this episode comes out, you can hop on the Drafty Quarters podcast and hear me wax poetic about Evil Dead Rise. Um, Should be a great time. Sean, what are we watching next week? Well, next week we are going deep into the woods and we're going to watch two, well, pseudo killers uh, kidnap a woman and then... uh, get involved in a uh, suicide pact yeah. also known as tucker and dale versus evil <laughs> <laughs> great great summary of that <laughs> thank you <laughs> fun, fun time a much lighter experience than this which, yeah uh, you know, well even if it does include a suicide pact um yeah much, much lighter well, well it's an accidental suicide pact. <laughs> so i mean yeah. does that help it, it does <laughs> it does help it's a very fun time um yeah so that's what we're talking about next week. Alex, thank you so much for coming. You're wonderful. One of my favorite people on Twitter. Dead serious. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you really both for having me. On. This was really fun. Yay. Yes, absolutely. We would love to have you again. Yeah, yes, I, I would we just love... finalized our list for uh, next year. So I will send that to you as soon as we're off. Great. So you can pick another fun, fun, light family movie. I will oh, do this. the darkest possible thing that I yeah. can think of. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do Antichrist or something. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I'm down. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty a, sure. I'm a, I'm but... a Von Trier fan. Sean would probably, like, kill me, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say, we can watch it, mm-hmm. but, like, expect me to be. <laughs> expect me to be all like, oh, I'll I'm do it, but I'm not happy about and rainbows. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess no. i can do a new vibe next time <laughs> oh you pick whatever vibe you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will deal with all vibes welcome <laughs> please uh don't forget to give us a five-star rate or review i mean it makes us feel really good and it helps the algorithms a ton um if anybody understands algorithms i certainly don't um don't forget to be kind to people the world sucks so every little bit helps alex again thank you uh great time can't wait to talk to you again Yes, thank and, you so much. Yeah. Until we're in the woods talking Tucker and Dale and Suicide Packs. Um, later, guys. Bye. Bye.